0: Some golden day break, Jesus will come Some golden day break, battle's all won He'll shout the victory, break through the blue Some golden day break, for me for.
1: And we're happy for another opportunity of visiting with you on the bright hour and through this good radio station. And we're so glad that you thought about us today. And I hope that you'll let the radio dial stay right where it is for all of the broadcast. And remembering that we're on the station every day, Monday through Saturdays, at this very same time. And I hope that you'll think to tune us in tomorrow and every day. And we shall be happy for your fellowship. This is Harold Seitler speaking on the Hammond organ, a favorite newer gospel song that I love, I Know Who Holds Tomorrow. Come to prayer time I'm on the bright spot hour today, and I want you to pray with me and fellowship with us as we look to the Lord. Our Father, we thank you for this moment when we can call upon your name. We thank you for the assurance that the title of the song that we've just enjoyed brings to our heart. I know who holds tomorrow. I do not know what tomorrow may bring, but I know who holds every tomorrow within the palm of his hand. We believe that thou art sufficient and that in Jesus. We are sufficient. And that he's going to journey with us. That he shall supply every need. That he'll give us all grace. In this journey. We have confidence O God. In your power. And in your grace and ability. I pray for my bright spot our family today. I pray for every home. Where the broadcast now may go. Thou dost know the need. Bless that mom or dad. Bless that young boy or girl. That may face a real crisis. In their lives and grant the bright spot, I may help them. May the preaching of the word be that which would lift and inspire and would help them in the journey. We pray for the unsaved. God have mercy upon poor lost men and women. Then we pray for the shut-in, the sick. We pray for the aged, grandmother and granddad. God bless them real good. Then we pray for our country. God bless America. God, call America to our knees. Give America a great revival. And may the love of Christ constrain we that are believers to be witnesses to the good grace of God. Now bless the programs as they go forth today upon each station. And we pray in Jesus' name and we shall thank thee. Amen. Now Brother Gene Payne steps to the radio mic and he's going to sing a very beautiful song. I want you to listen to the words. Just a few more days.
0: If today my life were o'er, my course were run, and all my days of living here were done, would my heart be glad or sad? Have I given all I've had? Or would I humbly plead and cry to him. Just a few more days to serve you, if you please. Just a few more hours to spend upon my knees. Just a few more days to tell the news. I have untold. Lord, I fail. Give me one more day for you. Hallelujah. There were days on end I had no time to pray. I was busy with the things that pass away. Time for thee I could not find, though I meant to in my mind. But I'll pray now, there is much I need to say. Just a few more days to serve you, if you please. Just a few more hours to spend upon my knees. Just a few more days to tell the news I haven't told.
2: Thank the Brother Gene Payne, for a little, that lovely song of blessing, I'm sure, to each of you by the radio. And we're happy to salute you from uh, WWMO in Reedsville, Eden, North Carolina, from WCXN in Claremont-Hickory, North Carolina, from WSML in Graham Burlington, North Carolina, and from WSJC in McGee, Laurel, Mississippi. Tomorrow night, one night only, I'll be speaking at the uh, McLeansville Baptist Church, with our brother Jack Lemons, at McLeansville, just east of Greensboro, North Carolina, one night only, 7.30. Now, if you're listening to me within driving distance, it'd be a real joy to have you come in. You'll go about Burlington uh, uh, from WSML, drive in to be with us in the meeting one night. Uh, and it would thrill me to have any of my radio listeners in the meeting at McLeansville Baptist Church. Tomorrow night with Brother Jack Lemons. Uh, we're broadcasting by faith, dependent upon you for your offerings, of course, to maintain each and every open door. And I do say thank you. Thank you from my heart for every letter from each gift I might have received from any of you by the radio. The Book of the Month for the month of March. And we're now coming rapidly to the end of the month, as you well recognize uh, this week. And then coming Sunday is the first day of a new month. And Saturday will be the last broadcast day for the month of March. And I hope that I can challenge you to get your letter in the mail and let me mail a copy of the Book of the Month written by Dr. John Rice, uh, a 435-page slothbound bound hardback book on the false doctrines that are abroad throughout the land today. And there are 14 chapters in the content of the book, uh, a virtual encyclopedia on false doctrines. Many questions you wondered about concerning various denominations that you're not familiar with, but this book will tell you exactly where they stand in relation to the Bible, in relation to salvation by faith and by grace, and in relation to the ordinances of the church, In relation to the church itself, in relation to the doctrine of hell, in relation to the doctrine of heaven, and on down the line. In chapter 1, Dr. Rice points out the era of the Roman Catholic Church with their mass, and with their priesthood, and with their nuns. None of that you find in the New Testament. No mass, no nuns, no priest in the New Testament at all, no pastors and evangelists but no priest uh, in the New Testament. And then chapter 2, he points out the era of the Church of Christ with their baptismal regeneration idea. Then chapter 3, the era of Christian scientists. Chapter 4, the era of the Seventh-day Adventist movement who teach uh, soul sleep and soul annihilation. Chapter 5, the era of the modern tongue movement, the neo-Pentecostal movement. Chapter 6, the era of hyper-Calvinism. Chapter 8, the era of Jehovah's Witnesses. Who teach the grave is hell, and who denied the, the divinity of Jesus Christ, our Lord? Then chapter twelve it teaches the error, it points out the error of the Mormon Church, uh, who uh, that uh, that have twisted up and added to the Word of God in a very unmistakable way. And then chapter fourteen points out the era of modernism, uh, of the liberal theologians who don't believe the Bible yet they care the name Christian. And they say, we're Christian, but they don't believe the Bible. Well, my friend, that's a complete, utter impossibility. No man can be a born-again believer who doesn't believe the Bible. If you reject the divinity of Christ, if you reject the virgin birth of Christ, if you reject any of the great doctrines of the Bible, you could not possibly be a born-again person. The modernists are unsaved. They are Pharisees and Sadducees, and Dr. Rice will set up. Now, if you'd like to have this book on false doctrines then you write to me and I'm going to offer it only tomorrow and Saturday for the two final times and say mail to me the book of the month by doctor Rice R I C E. They're twelve dollars per copy. I should be highly honored to do so to any of you. If you fail to get this book, you're going to miss a wonderful opportunity. It ought to be in your hands and in your home for yourself and for your family, for your children, grandchildren to read as well. They're offering to this month the most talked about sermon that I've ever preached. And I'm celebrating during the month of March my 50th anniversary as a preacher. I began preaching in 1940. And without a break, right down to this day, still lifting up to the best of my ability, the bloodstained banner of a crucified Savior. And the most talked about sermon that I've ever preached, I'm offering now on a cassette tape. The title, Can God... Psalm 78, Can God Punish the Table in the wilderness. Now i preached a lot of sermons and I really don't understand why this one would attract attack, such attention, but it sure has. I've never preached it at one time and I've had more people say, preach that sermon. I've had more people say mail to me a copy on cassette. Mail, I have it in print also. And more people have asked for it in print than any other one sermon I've ever preached. Would you like to have one of them? I'm thrilled to be able to mail it to you. you simply ask for the tape on Can God, two words, Can God. Uh, they are $5 each, or you may have three copies for your gift of $10. You can give several uh, to grandmother, granddad, or son or daughter. It might be of a help to them as well. Now, my friend, I'm counting upon you. I lean upon you. I rely upon you to stand faithfully by. And whatever you can do or will do to enable us to keep on telling the story, I will deeply appreciate. Thank you. Thank you. And my mailing address... The Bright Spot Hour, Post Office Box number four, and Greenville, South Carolina, two nine six zero two. I left the radio yesterday with verse number twelve in Ephesians chapter number six, where I read for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the uh, rulers of darkness uh, of the of this world. And against the spiritual wickedness in high places, now there is our battle. Here are our enemies, uh, classified and cataloged in verse number 12. The fact that we wrestle and that we have a fight uh, on our hands against the flesh of the devil, none could deny. Uh, You don't drift into heaven or put a flower a bit of ease. But we diligently and fervently resist the flesh. We diligently resist the devil and withstand the devil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against these that are fleshified. in verse 12. Wherefore, verse 13, Therefore, or wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. And without the whole armor of God you will not be able to withstand in the evil day. And then have it all to stand. There's no way that you can stand against the wiles of the devil within your own strength. And because of that fact, take on, take under you the whole armor of God. You're going to need the complete armor, no question about that. The armor of the place is weak, the armor of the place may be willing. Your spirit may be willing. Your mind may give assent to the fact that you must stand and you plan to stand. But you'll not be able to achieve that victory without... The whole armor of God, because of the uh, enemy, because of the the strength of the enemy, and because of the relentless battle that the devil presses against all the we that are saved. Wherefore take on you unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in that evil day when the devil comes against you like a storm uh, to destroy and to upset upset. Therefore, in verse number 14, again, stand. Stand. Now, I want to do that in my own life. I have a will to do that in my own life. But as far as my place is concerned, I know not how. But in the scriptures, and and with the spiritual armor described to me in the scriptures, I find the secret. I find the way. I find the strength that indeed I can use to stand. Therefore, stand. Stand. Having your loins gird about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, now here are the first two parts of this armor that I'm going to put on. I'm to put on the uh, the girt girdle of truth about my loins. I'm to gird myself with truth, uh, the truth of the scriptures, the truth of the great doctrines of the Bible, and having on my breastplate uh, uh, to cover my breast and my heart. Uh, I'm to have on the breastplate of righteousness. And this righteousness can only be the imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ, my Lord. In my natural self, I have no righteousness. In my natural self, I can produce no righteousness. I, I'm bent in their own direction. And in my hand, no price do I bring. But hold upon in Jesus that I have the righteousness with which I can girt myself about as a, as the breastplate. And in verse 15, and your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. How beautiful are the feet of those that bear the gospel of the grace of God, you see. The one preoccupation of all the we that are redeemed is to bear out and to give out and to let shine the gospel of peace. Now I've been engaged in this ministry for 50 years, and I do rejoice in every single year, Father, in my heart. It's been a great and blessed experience to me. I have enjoyed having been called of God to be a Baptist preacher uh, 50 years ago. It's been the, my whole life, in fact. It's been a real benediction and blessing to me. I am shod. My feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I am determined to know nothing among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I'm not involved in politics. Neither am I involved in business. I'm not involved in social change. No. My own involvement, my total involvement, is to know the gospel, and know how to get the gospel out, and busy myself, in making known the good news, and telling the story far and wide, that Jesus died for my sins according to the scriptures. And that's the one thing that I'm preoccupied with. And I do believe that all of we that are saved ought to be like-minded and like-preoccupied. We're not to give ourselves any kind of side issue or any kind of side activity. We're to be devoted totally and single, with singleness of heart. We're to tell the story and make known The gospel of the grace of God everywhere we go. And of all, in verse 16, above that, above everything, taking the shield of faith. Now there's a good weapon. Here's a good armor. The shield of faith, both a positive and a negative weapon, uh, with which you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the devil. Now the fiery darts of the devil could not be denied. The devil is the adversary, relentless, and he's a, he's a wicked, deceiving adversary. And his darts are many, and his darts are fiery. And the only way you can withstand the fiery darts of the devil is with the shield of faith. The devil is a liar, and he'll lie to you about yourself. He'll lie to you about your family. He'll lie to you about your church. He'll tell you all kinds of lies about Your your friends and your fellow believers. He'll tempt you to be suspicious. He'll tempt you to condemn and to indict without any grounds. Uh, He's the enemy. He's a liar. Now you can only quench that fiery dart that the devil uh, releases upon you with the shield of faith. And with that shield of faith, you are successful to quench the fiery dart. And then take on the helmet, verse 17, the helmet of salvation. And the sword of the Spirit, and the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. Hide the Word of God. Store the Word of God. Lay up the Word of God within your heart that you might not sin against the Lord. Every one of us who are saved ought to commit to memory just as much of the Scriptures as we possibly can. And many of you know more Scripture than you think you do. And at the opportune time when you need that scripture, that you might not realize you have already committed to a memory, God shall bring it to your mind. That's a good thing. When we have the scriptures stored up in our hearts and in our mind, they are there. And when I need that scripture uh, to quench the fiery dart of the devil, when I need that scripture to use uh, as a sword. Of God than that scripture God brings to my mind. And with that scripture, I can successfully withstand the devil in his attack. That verse number 18, Paul summarizes all of it under one final word of exhortation. Back in verse 13, he said, take your own the whole armor of God. And then he classifies and identifies that armor that I'm to take from myself that I might use against the fiery darts of the devil. But he climaxes in verse 18 when he says, Praying always with all prayer and with all supplications of the Spirit and in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit with all prayer and with all supplication. pray without ceasing. Prayer is the one avenue of victory that supersedes all the others. Looking unto Jesus in prayer. The author and the finisher of our faith, and your alone is the finisher of our faith. And sometimes we have not, because we ask not. It's as simple as that. Whatever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. And the Bible says you can have them. God answers prayer. God is a prayer-hearing and a prayer-entering God to every one of us, the most feeble in our fellowship, the most weak of our number can get their prayers heard and answered from God. Now it could well be that this one thing is the point that has brought defeat in your life. You fail to pray. You fail to cease, uh, ceaselessly pray. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Watching, pray and watch. Watching unto with all perseverance and supplications for all saints. So the key, the climax... Pray and watch. And if you'll do the two, God shall give you the victory over the wiles of the devil. Now tomorrow I'm going to pick the game verse number 19. And we're going to continue further uh, and conclude uh, the series in the Ephesians episode. Monday we'll begin a new series in the Philippian epistle. Thank you and goodbye until tomorrow.